what I just don't understand is why is it so, oh, you can't talk about the politics. You can't have a conversation and without it being so emotional. People get so angry about the conversation, but they are not realizing that anger is not allowing them to hear right. what's going on. And there may be some things that you need to listen to because maybe you still vote the way you vote, but maybe you still ask for your candidate to do something that's aligned to what you mm-hmm. learn that's going to be important to you. Yeah. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey, everybody. This is the Push Podcast. (laughs) I'm your host, Eddie. And who are you? I'm Janelle Copeland. Oh, that's a good change. Welcome back to the Push Podcast, everyone. We're sitting here debating on uh, what is acceptable to talk about on the Push Podcast and what is not. So <laughs> Eddie decides to hit record, point at me, and I just decided I didn't want to talk, which yeah. is why the intro was messed up today. So, it's not messed up. So well, you know, because I said different. it, it was messed up. It's different, but uh, hey. You are on a street today. I got to tell you people out there. Let me there paint a picture the- for you of what's happening to our lives right now. We're on like day Maybe 14 of a remodel. I know. We are I've living outside. You have no, not I'm lost a damn pound. <laughs> We're living outside on our patio in our backyard. Um, I'm all bit up. Any place where my skin is exposed, like on my ankles, oh, I'm bit up. I'm so you know, sorry. shut up, Eddie. <laughs> We're to the point where we no longer want to eat anything that is not prepared from scratch from home. However, we had to move our kitchen and everything out and we took all of our everything to storage and so today spoons forks i decided i was going to go to the store (laughs) and i was going to get a bunch of vegetables and i was going to make some soup because the weather is starting to change a week ago i was sweating my ass off out here just like trying to get through the heat it was 110 degrees and right now eddie has a hoodie over his hat and we're wearing sweats but my ankles are exposed and they're all bit up And it's a rough time right now, but we're really excited. Our house is coming along, and I know that it's going to be all worth it. Today, there was a windstorm. Yeah, it was crazy. And so the dust found our little patio, and the mics are covered in dust. Our computers are covered in dust. I think I'm just going to throw everything away that's on the patio because I don't (laughs) want it to go into my nice, I'm just like wiping everything down. Yeah, it's bad. My elbows are dirty just like it, it's it's a rough time for us right now yeah but we're gonna push through we are Absolutely. we're not complaining okay, however well get to it. So get to, get to the, uh, your behavior however again back to me making some soup i realized as soon as i came back from the grocery store excited to put everything in the pressure cooker that i didn't have any knives mm. so i literally cut chicken and vegetables with a butter knife yep don't recommend that and that, i told her i said it could have been it could have been worse you could have been cutting with a spoon right? but i'm doing this that out of desperation now so horrible. i want to prepare a meal for my family so i try to throw some soup so i threw the soup in the pressure cooker i use my pressure cooker all the time and then i came home and half the soup was gone 
and Eddie had an attitude with me, and the <sighs> soup was not- on my chair, and it was on the desk. Let, okay, let me, let me stop you. And so, there were dishes everywhere. So there, there was one and bowl. And then he <laughs> said that he got burned, uh-huh. and, and the pressure it. cooker exploded on him, and he had third-degree burns and welts and blisters all over his body. And then he got electrocuted because he panicked and tried to unplug it. I tried to save the house. And he was disappointed that I didn't show more empathy. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Let me just stop you right there. Well, I had to refrain from laughing because it's so absurd. Now you just, I hope you guys hear that. Yeah, I did. I'm going to get this bug off of your shoulder so you don't get bit. Huh? There you go. Got it. Okay, so you don't the pressure cooker. Like so the way the pressure cooker works, obviously, you got. I don't know if you've ever used a pressure <sighs> Lots cooker. Lots of people there. have used pressure cookers. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's your turn to okay. talk. Go ahead. And so I release the pressure. There's a little valve that allows you to let mm-hmm. the steam out. Go. So I, it's yeah. So I open that and I go back to work. And mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm working. Working. About 20 minutes pass. And so I go. I'm like, man, I really want some of this soup. I'm hungry. And so I go over to the pressure cooker. And it has now stopped steaming. And usually when it stops steaming, that means that the pressure is released and now you can open it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. When the pressure cooker is full with pressure, you can't open it. It's like nearly Correct. impossible. Correct. Um, and so so I, you jammed it open. I moved it and I was like, oh, it's a little bit of tension. But I thought, oh, maybe because we're outside, maybe because, you know, whatever <laughs> because the case. Because we're outside. Maybe because you know, the, the thing has been, it's a little bit broken, like it's been cracked. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's a little bit stiff. So I open it and the pressure just releases and the whole top, you know, basically like erupts like a volcano and the soup just goes everywhere. It splashes on my (laughs) hand. I got like vegetables on my hand. It's sizzling. And then it lands on my- vegetables that I cut with a butter knife, mind you. Right. And then it landed on my my foot and burned me. And then the, because we're living outside, we've got all these- freaking surge protectors and extension cords. And so like the on the table, there was exposed, like basically a, a surge protector on the table and it was covered. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's going to cause like, a fire. In soup. It was covered in soup. Okay. And so I, oh my God, it's going to cover it. So I, I grab, I try to push on the side of the, the surge protector and I try to grab the cable and it literally. Definitely doesn't sound smart. You it, sang it. There's soup all over the surge protector. So I'm going to It was touch either it. that or let it spark and catch on fire. So I tried to like, unplug it mm-hmm. and it electrocuted me and i was mm-hmm. like stuck to the thing for like at least a second because of the electricity and so i almost died you know nah, and this was a, this was but... about five hours ago it's still a little fresh i know we're not supposed to <sighs> share scars we're only supposed to share no we're not supposed to share wounds we're supposed to share scar scars mm-hmm. but it was still fresh so when janelle came home I had already cleaned up. I had cleaned up the floor. I cleaned mm. up the table. I had to use, you Questionable. know, uh, I had to use pine saw to clean up. I had to use Windex on the table, all this stuff. I left one bowl and a, and a spoon in there on the table because I was going to get more soup after I got over the fact that I was burned to death. And then she comes home and she goes, why is there soup all over? I go, I kind of, I said, I had an accident. It burned me. Well, why is there this bowl here? Why is this here? And I'm like, Thinking to myself, I just told you I, I've received a burn. Do you know how many times I've been burned from boil, cooking? No, boiling like, water. Women don't give a shit about that, honey. Honey, anytime we you don't get care. hurt, 
there. Anytime you get hurt, I'm always there for you. You said you bit you up. You said I'd... I got burned by the soup. Okay, well, I mean, be careful. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I just want so you to say, oh my God. So then he tells me a couple minutes later, I said, are you okay? Are you mad? And he goes, well, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, you didn't really have a reaction when I told you that I had third degree burns. And I no, was like, I said, you didn't really show a lot of empathy. Oh my God. <laughs> so... Oh, let me stop what I'm doing and really uh, listen to uh, you. So I almost started laughing. So I think the title of this episode is like the shit you can't say. So the shit I can't say is, Eddie, get the fuck over it. Like, it was a little burn. You guys, he's been talking about this fucking soup burning him for like three hours on my now. Foot. He's saying that I he had... has blisters on his hand. I literally don't see one blemish. Not one. It's Not red. Nothing, nothing it's is red, red on your hand. It's, Not it's red. anywhere. No, nope. your the black lack ass of empathy hand is continues. still black. It's not red at all. <laughs> the you lack don't of have a too. blister. You don't have a scratch. You don't have anything. You know, okay. So he keeps going on and on I, about this, <laughs> you guys. And now I look like the terrible wife because you said that this I, episode was called The Shit You Can't Say. Yeah. So I'm saying it. You're a baby. Oh, that's the pressure cooker going off. So Be now careful. I'm going to let the air out. I am not going to burn myself. And if I did burn myself, I definitely wouldn't be crying to you about it. I would brush it off. Do you know that I've cooked before in the summer with a bikini on in and out of the house, you know, the pool and hot ass bacon grease has burned my stomach. I have scars on my stomach from bacon. I remember it. Bacon you showed for me you. and you okay. told me that you got burned. No, you're talking about the time I burned myself with iron on my chest. Well, well, that's another fun story. <laughs> we were running late, you guys. And you know how you like know that you shouldn't do something, but you do it anyways. And it's worse when you're an adult because you know better, but you still do it. So we were running late. I had a collared button down shirt on. I thought it would be a good idea to turn the iron on because my collar was like sitting kind of funky. And we were running late. So I shoved a towel, a bath towel <laughs> in my shirt by my neck and I put the iron on it thinking I could just get the crease out and it burned the shit out of my chest and my neck and it was all bad. Yeah, and, and I was I there for you. I knew that it was wrong, but you <laughs> laughed and I was fine because it was so stupid what I did. I'm having a tough time understanding how you want me to be empathetic with the fact that you know that hot ass steam comes out of a pressure cooker and how it erupted all I over you because you, you forcefully opened it I, when it wasn't ready. How I, is that my problem? It wasn't your problem. I told you, I said, I know it was my fault. I said, I should have known. However, when I was burned, it hurt. And, and I, I said, told I'm you sorry. About, about and it. you I, said, you shouldn't say sorry said, for things that I, you didn't do. I said, do. I don't need you to say sorry. Right? All I need you to do is say, God, that had to be really frustrating. Are you okay? And I would have said, oh, I'm fine. And yes, it was frustrating. No, you Thank would have you. kept going and going no, and going not. about it just like you have. We just did a Facebook Live right now to our <laughs> business tribe, and he literally told this whole story. Yeah. And so, so here's my question for the shit you can't say. Yeah. I just want to know, the ladies that are listening, is your husband also a big-ass baby with every like said, single thing that you happens? You don't know my pain. I, you're right. I don't know your pain. I know your pain tolerance is like a negative, though, <laughs> because anytime you get a freaking splinter, every Copeland girl in the household has to break out the Let me tell emergency you kit, Let me take you to the emergency, I get have you a, special I would, drinks, I would say that make I have soup a very, for you. Very you don't have a high pain, pain tolerance. Tell I me do. one time. I do. I do. Tell I, me one time that you weren't crying when all, you were in pain. I, tell me one time. All the time. I get hurt. Oh, I, I get hurt quite often. I'd never say anything. 
That sounds like a clumsiness problem. No, but I'm just saying things happen, and I don't always mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, this happened. The only reason why the splinter thing was a thing was because I needed Jasmine to take it out because mm-hmm. I needed someone to use tweezers, and mm-hmm. I couldn't see the actual splinter in there. Mm-hmm. And when she pulled it out, I got to tell you, it was at least a half an inch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was it was deep. Well, and Jasmine so Copeland's not I could have lost right a now, thumb. So. An opposable thumb is a hard thing to get come by. <sighs> so- this episode is titled The Shit You Can't Say, not because my wife is a uh, mean individual. I am not mean. I just don't give a shit about, about yeah. your hand that you're bitching about okay. that has nothing wrong with I'm, it. All right. And that's fine. I, like I said, I'm going to- You keep saying, look at these blisters. There's but, not, it's not even red, you guys. Okay. It's not even discolored. On, okay. When we put, release this, I'm going to take a picture of it and we're going to release this with the photo. Oh, I, I'm going to do a live right now. <laughs> All right, so on to the next. So today is November 3rd, if Mm. you're hearing this. This is a special day in the United States. This is election day, right? And the reason why, you know, I was saying, hey, this episode has to be titled The Shit You Can't Say is because we have gotten to a place, and maybe we have always been there. I don't know. But it feels like we have gotten to a place in our society where you cannot talk about politics. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about who you're voting for. You can't talk about the issues that are important to you. And then when we have things that should not be political, they become political because we have got this, this tribalism that's happening in our country where we we have to pick a side. And then not only do we pick a side, but we have to go and follow that line to the letter. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is whether it's you know Black Lives Matter or wearing a mask or all these things that should not be political issues uh, they turn political, and and the reality is, it's like we've created such a divide that families are literally not speaking to one another because of these things. That friends are no longer friends because of these things. And I can understand from a standpoint where you feel like, hey, this person doesn't embody the values that I want of a friend. Mm-hmm. I get that, but I think the disagreement around like policies and laws and things of that nature. Is it enough to drive away a friendship? But do I want to ask you. Do you want a true answer? Because yeah. this is the shit you can't say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely feel very strongly about my pick for the presidential candidate. I don't know that, you know, I'm all hardcore for the candidate that I'll be voting for. But I know that I am a hard no against the lack of values and uh, inclusion and equality and just the things that the opposing yeah candidate does not represent or embody at all. And as a mother watching the presidential debates, watching the disrespect, uh, it's laughable, right? The, the arguing, the, you're not following the rules. Like we're (laughs) showing our children. Like I, I think we're lacking the ability to see that you're electing someone to be the leader of the greatest position in the United States of America, and you wouldn't want your children to embody the manners or their style of communication mm-hmm. at school. Mm-hmm. So why are we saying that this person should be someone who we feel very strongly that, you know, we trust our country being ran in your hands? Yeah. And the interesting thing is that I saw this interview that I thought was amazing. So they said they talked about this term. It's it's a scientific term called cognitive dissonance. And Mm -hmm. what it means is basically that you find out you were wrong 
even though you know that something was wrong, you basically double down on it. Mm -hmm. And so you go further down the hole of whatever it is. So, for example, you vote for a particular person Mm -hmm. and then you find out that that person is horrible. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying I was conned, I made a mistake mistake, Mm -hmm. or I was it was a stupid vote. You say you go further and and look for affirmation that you made the right decision, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, it's not the right decision. And so I don't think that people know that. Yeah. So I'm going to read this quote. It says that. People will admit to anything, but they will never admit to being stupid or having less intelligence than another. Mm-hmm. So people will admit to anything, but if they made a stupid choice, mm-hmm. so they they voted for someone that it turned out to be stupid and they go, I can't believe I voted for this person. They will never say that I did it because they were stupid. Not everybody. Some people will have the humility to say, oh, God, I made a dumb decision. But more times than not, people are not okay with saying that they made a stupid decision, Mm -hmm. right? And so we've gotten to this place where in politics, we can't renege and we can't say, hey, you know, I voted for this person and that wasn't a very good decision. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm open to hearing another person's opinion. We've gotten to a place where people double down. They go even further down Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole. So, for example, they hear some... Our current president, Mm -hmm. right? And he'll say some things that are Mm off-putting. He'll say something about women. He'll say something about different nationalities or different races. And what people will say is they will find a way to say, well, that's okay, because what he really means is this. Right. He's not really racist. (laughs) Right. He's not Mm -hmm. really racist. That's not really a racist statement, knowing that at the end of the day, it really truly is. I don't believe that, though. I truly believe that the people that are voting for Donald Trump that are saying he's not racist, I truly believe that they don't think that he's racist. Oh, yeah. But I also think that the majority are white and they don't know what it's like to be discriminated against. Right. They don't understand that when someone says, hey, that was racist and offensive, then you should be listening. Oh, wow, that's racist to you? That's offensive? Oh, that I'm so sorry for that. Right. Right? I didn't think that because I don't struggle with the same things. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, with all that said, the reason why this is this conversation is so important on Election Day is, is what is your mindset when it comes to voting? Do you vote when it comes to your pocketbook? Do you vote from a value standpoint? Do you vote down simply poverty lines? Do you vote for hey, I've done the research and this person represents, you know, they have these ideas that I am inspired by. Like when you think about you, Janelle, when you go to vote, what's kind of like your guiding principle for that? Definitely values, Mm. respect, equality, inclusion, hope, something for the positive change of our country. I mean, first and foremost, I feel like you have to you have to be able to speak to people in a way that's relatable, that you can relate to all types of people. You're addressing right. the nation, not just people who look like you. Right. And so if you're constantly being told that, like, hey, our nation's divided and we feel like people are being excluded from this, like that, those are things you have to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I guess it triggers me because it's like, inclusion and diversity and equality are really big on my value ladder. And if I have a friend that doesn't exercise those qualities, you're not going to be my friend, right? Right. So if I have friends that are voting for someone who I feel like, God, have you heard him talk about women? Have you heard the things he says about, like, other people that don't look like, I I just, like, I don't know what rock you're living under. But the reason why Eddie hit record and called this episode The Shit You Can't Say is because I was against having a political 
conversation about our beliefs on this podcast, I feel like we've been very forthcoming with our stance on racism and equality and the fight for social justice, right? But I do think that people get extremely triggered when you talk about the presidential candidates and, you know, I just don't understand. I get it, but I honestly but you don't do under- understand why, because but, it has triggered you before when you're like, God, I didn't know that person, you know, was a Trump right. supporter. But, but that, that's not so much what it triggers me. It's it's I know a person that has very um, amazing values. They're a, an amazing person. Mm-hmm. They are giving. They have the biggest mm-hmm. heart in the world. But when it comes to who they vote for, it's that's where the cognitive distance comes in. It's like. I have these values. I live by these values. I operate in the world with these values. Mm-hmm. However, I'm willing to vote for someone that's opposite of that. Right. And so that is, to me, what's very confusing. So, I mean, it's a lot of so things. That's, that's why I asked, how do you approach voting? Because I know- I think that most of the people I know that vote are literally voting for a political party that they were told to vote for when they were mm. kids. Like- I want to be very clear that we do not tell our kids we are Democrats. You know, you will always vote Democrat. We have really open discussions. We watch the debates together. We talk about the policies. We agree to disagree on certain things. We're starting to see now as we get older, you know, there are certain things that life experience has taught us that maybe our children don't understand. Mm -hmm. Right. So we had this crazy conversation about taxes not too long ago. Because the girls were upset with Jeff Bezos from Amazon. They want to take all his money. (laughs) If he would just pay for, you know, his fair share, then poverty would be eradicated. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. We came from nothing, right? We build this business. We become millionaires, let's say, with, you know, blood, sweat, and tears for decades. And we finally make enough money to live a life that we have worked our faces off for, that doesn't come without sacrifice, right? Right. And so now you're telling me that because I worked my face off for decades that I have to now, as a human, be personally responsible for the homeless situation that we have in America or the fact that people are going hungry. And they were like, but it's the right thing to do. And I'm like, well, let me do it on my terms then. Don't, don't as a government, tell me that I have to do that, right? And so it brought up a really great conversation for them, though, because I said, I remember being 16 years old and learning about poverty and wealth and all that. And I always had this Robin Hood mentality. Well, if the rich would just help out, you know, then everybody would be equal. And I now know because I've been an entrepreneur, I've been on the spectrum from low to high with money and finances, and we're learning a lot about wealth, right? I now know that if you were to go collect all of the money from every person in the world (laughs) and equally distribute it, it would be a very short amount of time before that money would wind up in the hands of the wealthy because they know how to make money, Right. right? And poor people don't know how to hold on to money. We tell ourselves things like, well, we deserve a nice purse because now we have money. We deserve to go on vacation because, you know, we work so hard. We deserve, we've done that for a decade being married together. And that has not served us. That hasn't helped us build wealth. We've treated our finances like like we were dogs. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want a treat. Here's something extra. Well, you get a treat, use it, right? Use it, use it, yeah. And we learned that that's not the way to manage your finances Absolutely. in order to create wealth. So the point I'm trying to make is we're so open 
to having discussions. And we have a lot of family that is is voting for the opposing candidate. Let's just say that, that we still have amazing conversations with. I still don't understand how you could vote for a president that likes to talk about women's pussies, but that's, that's my opinion. I'm a mother of three daughters. Being a woman is something that's important to me. Knowing that sexual harassment still happens in the workplace, knowing that it's a male-dominant world, knowing that we get passed up when it comes to being paid fairly or being considered fairly for high-paying, high-profile jobs, CEO positions, knowing that we have to pick whether we're going to raise our family and, and raise our children over being a breadwinner or you know, chasing after a career that you love upsets me as a mother of three daughters. And I know that there's so much work to do, and I know that it's not this president's fault, but I don't see that he's the right person to help us make positive progress when it comes to situations like that. And the thing I want people to realize is the reason why we're having this conversation is because some of you may fall right in line with Janelle and, and say, yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree 100%. And some of and you some think of you, Joe Biden's a, old and he's not the right what, candidate. No, but and... That's not what I'm going to say. What, what some people are saying is, nope, that's stupid. That's not what he stands for. Mm-hmm. And there's so much resistance to hearing the opposing side. Right. Like these days, if someone says something that is an opposite of or an opposition of what you think and what you think and see the world Immediately, you want to push it away. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you want them to stop talking. Yep. Immediately, not you me, do I not want. Know. You don't have a, a dialogue. And so, for me, like I am so curious mm-hmm. when someone has an opposing thought because I immediately think to myself, okay, I want to know where, how they come to that arrival. How did they get to that place where right. this is what they're going to vote for? This is how they got there. And my friends and I, we have these text message debates. And the crazy thing about it is that we're able to be friends and have completely different ideas and completely different perspectives on how the country should be ran. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we care about one another. It doesn't take away the fact that I respect that person. They just arrived at their of seeing the world in a different way. And I get that. But what I just don't understand is why is it so oh, you can't talk about the politics. You can't have a conversation and without it being so emotional. People get so angry about the conversation, but they are not realizing that anger is not allowing them to hear right. what's going on. And there may be some things that you need to listen to because maybe you still vote the way you vote, but maybe you still ask for your candidate to do something that's aligned to what you mm-hmm. learn that's going to be important to you. Yeah whether it be for your taxes, whether it be for your family, whether it be for education, whether it be for jobs, all those things, I think that you have to hear the other side to say, okay, there's a perspective I think that works. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're saying like we're divided, I don't think that that's accidental, to be honest. Oh, no, it's definitely intentional, but we fall into it so easily. Yeah, but we have a president that has consistently for four years said these radical left liberals I mean, that's like a name, right? I well, understand. That's why I can't stand when people say the right, right the left, the right, I'm like, the left. Oh God, this like, tribalism thing, but is it's like crazy. almost become like it's offensive now. Ooh, you're one of those radical left right. liberals. Oh, you like anarchy and chaos, and you're for the looting. And if you right. support Black Lives Matter, then you think that our country's racist, and you can't wave an American flag. And I'm like, okay, this is out of control. But right. that wasn't created. I don't think by the American people. I think that was created by the messaging that's been consistent for four years 
which makes me feel like if we continue down this path of division, there's not going to be much goodness that comes from this. So I want to say this, though. The Rock posted a few weeks ago, you know, he's finally using his voice and he's endorsing Biden and Kamala Harris. And the comments almost made me cry. Like, I, I was just floored by people that were like, well, I liked you. Now you lost a fan. Like, you know? I don't get that. And I was like, first of all, are you really not going to ever watch a rock movie because he chose to vote for someone who you didn't? The reality is, is there's probably going to be 50% of the people you know voting for the other person, right? So you can't just cut people off, especially celebrities. Like, they're not just here to entertain you. They are also citizens of the the country yeah. who have the right to talk about what they believe in right and that's and then, and that's that's what it gets me is like that like i'm going to cut you off cuz uh, you vote a certain way you don't way. believe what i believe right so that's we so can't childish be, we, to yeah me. we can't be friends cuz you don't like the same cartoons right okay so jennifer aniston who i like very much she posted this the other day she said i voted for joe biden and kamala harris I dropped off my ballot and I did it early. I voted for them because right now this country is more divided than ever. Right now, a few men in power are deciding what women can and can't do with our own bodies. Our current president has decided that racism is a non-issue for United States. He's repeatedly and publicly ignored science. Too many people have died. I urge you to really consider who is going to be most affected by this election if we stay on the track that we're on right now. Your daughters, the LGBTQ community, our black brothers and sisters, the elderly with health conditions, and your future kids and grandchildren who will be tasked with saving the planet that our leadership refuses to believe is hurting. This whole thing isn't about one candidate or a single issue. It's about the future of this country and of the world. Vote for equal human rights, love, and for decency. And I thought that that was so well written. That's what I believe in. Right. You might be listening to this like Joe Biden is so old and, you know, how could you think that he's going to run our country effectively? I think that, I mean, there have been shirts that have been printed that say settle for Biden. But, but, I'm all for it. But the thing, I'm all for it. Yeah. and I'm sorry. The, the thing is, is that what people don't realize is this, is that, that the downvoting is what matters the most. It's voting who your senator is, who your congressperson is. Right. Those are the people who write laws. Those are the people who who actually write policy. The problem and is they there's bring no it flags to, for right. your car for those people. Right. But there also, are. yeah, but those are the people that really make the, the difference in your life. And the president signs them. Right. right. And so the president's <clears throat> job to me is to cast a line of the vision of where the country is going to go, mm-hmm. or where the country should be going. And I get that that messaging from the, from Trump is about making America great again, mm-hmm. right? And so I guess that is a cast. But th- to me, there has to be something that brings people together. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is a marketing strategy. Yeah. You're giving people an enemy. And, and on election day, I want you guys to understand this, is that we all are susceptible to our human nature. And mm-hmm. our human nature is that we have to have something we're fighting against, mm-hmm. right? Very rarely can it say, hey, we love that person, too. And if you want to vote for them, vote for them as well. No, you have to give someone an enemy. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't distinguish yourself. Right. right? And so we have a situation where our society is now a subject to this marketing campaign and, and the ability to say these people are your enemy. Right. And you need to vote for this way or the enemy will win. And if the enemy wins, you're going to have destruction and chaos like that's the things I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. 
better right? watch your suburbs. Watch, yeah, watch your suburbs. Watch it. And so we're we're pushing fear. fear. Yeah. We're pushing these things. But because, that's media propaganda. Yeah, and that because works people are going to. Own, and, and it, what's interesting is that Jennifer Anderson. What normally happens is someone will go on that that common thread and say, "Stick to acting." Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Right. And the reality is, it's so funny, is because who has the right to give you well, opinion? Well, they want an opinion that is in alignment with theirs. Right. Because mm-hmm. who's qualified to give you opinion? Is it the journalist who's paid by the network? Every American that re- should be qualified to right. give you an opinion. Every single American mm-hmm. is qualified to state their opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask them five or seven questions deep and they fall apart, then you may say, maybe you don't have enough information mm-hmm. for what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, Celebrities, especially actors who study very specific roles that deal with politics, and they also have a lot of time on their hands. I'm pretty sure they have a lot of time to investigate, to do their research. And a lot of them have like they support very specific candidates because of the fact that those people align with them. And so when you think about whose opinion, who's qualified? And so as Election Day presses on and we start to get the results, the the big thing that I think both of us want is that one, you keep yourself and in, in your family emotionally in a place where you understand that no matter what the outcome is going to be, things are going to be okay. I think also don't brainwash your kids. Like <laughs> just because you are, you know, supporting a certain candidate, like understand that I believe truly it's your job as a parent to have great conversations with your kids, but to also not enforce your beliefs upon them. We do a good like, job explaining, Right. here's what we think mm-hmm. and believe. But what here's do you wherever, think? Here's where the other people are coming from. And you've got to figure out which one you think makes sense to you. And then you got to do your own little research on your own and find out what's the right way for you to vote. Like we have our oldest, this is her first year voting, mm-hmm. right? This is an exciting time. I remember when I voted for the first time, I was super excited to vote. And as I get older and and I start to do more research and and I read more about history, like as a black man, voting is probably the most important thing I can do as as a citizen because of the fact that that wasn't always the case. My ancestors didn't have that ability to make the cast their vote for their best interest. And there's been a, a lot of really great celebrities that have stepped up this time for this election that have said, you know, I've never voted. Snoop Dogg said, I've never voted in my right. life and our ancestors fought for this. And so I need to exercise my right to be able to vote. Right. So I think that that's been a really cool to see people like exercising their right to vote. It's mm-hmm. something that women didn't always have the privilege to right. be a part of. So we want our women, our daughters to grow up to be strong women who can educate themselves and make a change. Like your vote is supposed to help you create a nation that you feel comfortable living in. Right. And I think that's the issue is that some people, most of the people I know vote based on what their parents taught Mm -hmm. them they should be representing. And that's sad because we believe the same thing about religion. Like if we raised our kids to be Christian and some people are going to be triggered by this, but I don't care. We've done lots of research on all kinds of different religions, and we're very aware that because we were born in California, in the United States, you know, our parents were Catholic, Christian, whatever. I was really careful to want to put that on our kids because if we were born in another country, it's quite possible we'd be Muslim or Uh, Buddhist Buddhist or anything, right? And so don't think that just because your parents told you to do something, you have to do that their way for the rest of your life. And don't think that it's your responsibility as a parent to 
push your beliefs onto your children because I don't think that that's fair. And I think it creates confusion when it comes to election day. You know, people feel like, well, this is the way I've been voting my whole life. And so it's just the way that it is. It honestly makes you really ignorant. Yeah. It makes you like you're not educating yourself on policies or how your other brothers and sisters in the country feel or what sort of perception people might have around this particular candidate or what could go wrong or what could go right. What are the benefits of this? What kind of future are you trying to create, not just for yourself, but for your children and their grandchildren, right? Right. So we have lots of friends who are entrepreneurs who just honestly vote Republican for the tax breaks, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, my vote can't be bought. And I feel like I want to elect someone who I feel is in alignment with my values so that my children feel safe in this country, so that they see that it's great to have a woman on the ticket, so that they see that diversity and inclusion are things that this presidential candidate also values. And that's that's where yeah, I spend and my vote. What's interesting is, is that, and I don't know if other people do this, but when we were going through the ballot, we were having discussions yep. discussions about every single proposition that yep. was on the on the table. And sometimes and, we were divided. And, and we didn't look at it and like saying, Oh, let's let's try to vote down a specific party line. We had a conversation going, Okay, well, this doesn't make sense or mm-hmm. this makes sense or you know what, I don't like how this is worded. Right. Right. Where can I get more information mm-hmm. and like doing research and finding out, okay, this is worded in a really funny way, mm-hmm. but this is what it could mean. Or, hey, I don't want these people to be responsible. Or where's the accountability? There's no Mm -hmm. accountability in this bill, right? If we say yes to this and it it gives this amount of money, who's going to hold these people accountable for spending Mm -hmm. that kind of money? Like all those different things, we were having this dialogue, not with like an understanding like, oh, who is this person voting? Who is our congressperson voting for? You know, we're just going, okay, what does make sense to us, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that is where you have really good critical thinking when it comes to voting, I think when you just sit there and go, okay, I just want to vote down a party mm-hmm. line, I think you're going to get yourself What's in a situation. Ignorant? How do you have a decision made mm-hmm. before you even seen the issues? Right. Right? Yep. So, I mean, I hope that this served you in some way. I hope that you don't think that we're trying to tell you which way to vote. Hopefully you already <laughs> voted and you voted yeah. early. But I do think if you were kind of throwing your hands up in the air saying like, ah, oh, well, what does it matter? I saw today someone said, it's kind of like having a really cool pair of shoes and you don't want them anymore. So why wouldn't you offer them to your best friend, right? Mm -hmm. So like, let's say that you don't feel like your vote counts. Well, it does. And you have the right to vote. And so if you feel like you're doing a better service by not voting, why don't you talk to some friends, see who they think the best candidate is and give your vote to them? What Mm -hmm. I mean is, you know, if you're saying, hey, I want to vote for Biden, then, hey, you know what? I love you. I value what you value. I think that would be a great gift. So I'm going to gift this to you like a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. I literally saw that and I was like, oh, that's an interesting way. <laughs> yeah. Don't just waste it. Right. It's like yeah. you donated, you know, your whole closet to, I'm just going to d- drop it off at a dumpster. Well, why wouldn't you give it to the people that you love if you know it could impact them in a positive way? Yeah. I that, thought that was really cool. That is really cool. And I hope we don't have that issue when we have a, like a suppression and vote. But it sounds like to me, we're going to have a gigantic outpour of people participating in voting, uh, which I think is really good. And it's unfortunate that it has to come at because of the, it's the political spectrum is so polarizing that people are like screaming from the rooftops, you have to vote. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was more of like a consistent thing where 
even in the midterms, people were voting. And right. and I know that for me now, I'm going to pay a lot of attention during the midterms and making sure that I get the right congressperson that I want representing our district in at the House of Representatives, because I think that's important. So, Well, Eddie wants to run for Congress, y'all. 2026. There you go. Eddie Copeland. <laughs> so if this served you, I'm happy that it did. Hopefully yeah. you voted. Hopefully you don't lose your shit. Because if you're listening to this on a Tuesday when it opens or when the when the new episode comes out, just remember, like, things are probably not going to go your way. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that's going to be a proposition. chance that <laughs> things like. are not going to go your way, right? And so... Be careful what you're posting on social media. Be careful what you're saying to people. Be careful of the conversations that you're going to engage in because the reality is is you voting is you doing your part. Yeah. And that's it. It ends there. You're not going to win every election. And there's no sense in engaging in all of the craziness that I'm quite certain is going to unfold. I mean, we yeah. have a president that's saying he's not even going to peacefully hand over well, we don't. We have, you know, hopefully that's not an issue. But I, I we have hope, a president that's uh, trying to poke uh, holes in the Americans' faith in our democratic democracy. system, and I feel like, you know, well, I just feel like democracy is under attack right now. You've, mm-hmm. you know, you've got reports of uh, foreign interests, mm-hmm. you know, hacking in and doing all kinds of crazy things, and so, you know, I won't get into that. But I hope that through this podcast, my hope is that you can start to have intelligent dialogue with people about what you see, what you believe, what propositions are on your mind, and be curious. Let's not argue about who you're voting for. Yeah. Let's not get into Just a debate. Not try, let's, you know, let's not, because here's the thing, you're not going to change anybody's mind on social media. Nope. I have never seen someone go, that was a really good point. I'm going to change my mind now, mm-hmm. right? Through a, via I like social media. I feel like we're inspiring. Yeah, like I, we think, give I think we give people something to think about. We give yeah. people perspective, mm-hmm. but I don't think in a debate online, you, you change anybody's no, mind. You really just, just, you just, you know, spewing out what mm-hmm. you believe and wanting to be heard. So be nice. Yeah, be, be nice. Push it's, through. It's go days. exercise your vote. Have a good day. And, and um, the chips will fall where they may. Yep. And I mean, your ass isn't going to go to the White House. So I think you just need to deal with it, whichever way. You me? <laughs> no, <Okay>. uh, anybody. <laughs> or, I mean, it's not you. You don't get to change your residence. Right. So chill out and be nice to people. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Push Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.